Welcome to Becoming Like Jesus, a podcast from Pure Heart Church. My name is Chantel Hinnon, and today I'm joined by one of our youth pastors, Ryan Windauer, for this week's devotional. My encouragement to you is just to pause for a moment, to take a deep breath, to stop whatever you're doing, and to allow God to speak to you. Take a moment, breathe in, and breathe out, and ask the Holy Spirit to guide your mind and your heart and to lead you into rest in this moment. Listen to these words. Have you ever felt weighed down, unsure of your future, like you just don't have what it takes for tomorrow, like the thoughts you have move faster than you can make sense of, like you're drowning in your doubt, scrolling for hours and not finding what your eyes are really searching for? Man, there is nothing worse than being stuck in your head with anxious thoughts and worry. Proverbs 12.25 says, An anxious heart weighs people down. During this time, this unprecedented, this unexpected and different time in our generation, you may feel weighed down by your worry and by your anxiety. We feel weighed down because worry is really just a vicious cycle. It keeps you spinning in your thoughts, stuck in your head. We scroll and then refresh. We binge and then search for something new. We turn on whatever is around us to turn off the way that life is making us feel. We worry, so we scroll, we swipe, we click, we search for anything to feel some type of way. Worry, we've ingested it so much, it's like we're immune to not even knowing what peace tastes like anymore. You know, it's a dangerous place to be in a spot where what God said doesn't line up with our situation. It seems that worry has plagued us more than a pandemic ever could. So what are you worried about? Like, what's that thing that keeps you up and wakes you early in the morning? If I'm being honest, I've always dealt with worry and I've always struggled with having anxious thoughts. But I remember there was this one moment in my life that marked me forever and I have never been more afraid. It was my freshman year of college during spring break. Me and some buddies, we went down to Tampa, Florida to hang out on the beach and go to Disney. And one day we found ourselves at a theme park called Bush Gardens. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I love theme parks. Like I'm always down for the food. Come on. How many y'all love funnel cakes? Come on. Give me the hot dog, corn dog, slushies, all of it. Elephant ears, any of it. I love the food. But even more than the food, I love the rides. I have never wussed out on going on a roller coaster ride. I love the feeling of the drop. I love the thrill. I love the scream. I love everything about it. And I remember at this park specifically, there was this ride that we went on and it was called Falcon's Fury. Now, what you need to know about Falcon's Fury is that it's actually the tallest freestanding drop tower in North America. The ride seats you around a pole and you go all the way up 335 feet into the air and your chair begins to face the ground and then you free fall for 300 feet. Literally the craziest ride that I have ever been on. I remember looking at the tower, looking at my friends and being like, yo, let's go. Let's take this thing on. I was feeling myself. I was feeling good. As we got closer to the beginning of the line, I was seeing people's reactions and how scared and fearful people were. And I began to kind of have second doubts a little bit like, man, I I don't know if I'm, if I'm equipped for this, like, 
Okay, but let's just go for it. I remember as I was getting strapped in, I asked uh, one of the guys that worked there, I said, hey, what are some tips? Like, what should I be doing? How can I like survive? Uh, am I going to make it? Like, am I good? He's like, man, you'll be good. Just look up. I remember as the the ride started, it was making some creaky noises. I was a little bit freaked out. And slowly but surely, we began to climb up the tower, up 50 feet, 100 feet, 200 feet, 250 feet, 300 feet. And I began to freak out. Now, I don't know if you've done this on a roller coaster, but as we got to the top, it's like my whole life turned into slow motion. I began to think of all the things that I had done wrong in my life, replaying scenarios, starting to write my will for my future kids that I probably wouldn't even have. I remember I was so terrified. And at the very top, I remember I did something that was so wrong. What did I do? I looked down. Now, if you've ever been on a roller coaster like this, you know the number one rule is you don't look down. I remember I looked down and people were like invisible. I couldn't even see people anymore. Buildings that used to be huge looked like specks. And I remember I was so overcome with fear. I was literally freaking out. And I'm not exaggerating to you. I have never been more afraid. It was in that moment that the guy's words flooded back into my mind of just look up. Look up. It's wild to think that in the greatest sermon that was ever preached, Jesus stood on a mount and spoke to the heart of every human that would walk with worry. And the first word that left his mouth was, look. Matthew six twenty three. Jesus says, look at the birds. Now, I wouldn't consider myself a bird watcher, anything weird like that, but I know where to look to see a bird and it's in the sky. Look at the birds. See, maybe the reason I'm worried the way that I'm worried, maybe the reason quarantine is making me more anxious, maybe the reason why the state of my soul feels off isn't because God is distant, but is because of where I'm looking. It's not that things aren't going on in my life. It's not to pretend that nothing is going on in my life. It's not living in denial of reality. It's that I know where to look. Look up. See, don't let isolation take your eyes, for even in a pandemic, there's purpose. Look up, for there is a God who is above you, who has gone before you, and who lives within you and is forever for you. Look at the birds. Jesus continues and says, They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can your worries add a single moment to your life? If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. See, the God who's got the birds has got you. So in everything, we hold fast to the one who is in control, in canceled events, in broken homes, 
in the loss of graduations, in layoffs, in fragile marriages, in sickness, in missing out, in pay cuts, in panic attack, in uncertainty, in the depths of depression, in loss, in quarantine, in my life, I will look to the one who holds my future. Worrying won't work for me anymore. I know what it's like to be so high up in my fear, looking down anxiously at addiction, looking around for a way out of the way that I felt, looking everywhere but up. And in the place where worry used to take me is the place that now I've seen God's hand work. So what are you worried about right now? Like actually, why do you worry? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Don't toss and turn over something that you can't control because if your faith is in Jesus, worry is worthless. Do not worry for he is with you and because he's with you, worry won't work for us anymore.